Today on Dungeon Crawlers, we review Captain Marvel, the newest installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did it meet up to the hype, or should Thanos have snapped his fingers again? We'll find out today on Dungeon Crawlers. This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Geek Girl Reality. Are you looking for that fortress of solitude or a cottage in the woods? Geek Girl Reality can help you out. Check them out at www.geekgirlreality.com. Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting adventure with Dungeon Crawlers Radio. That's not the right thing that Daniel normally says, but Daniel's not here, so there's nothing that he can do to fix that. <laughs> uh, hey everyone, uh, this is Scott uh, with Mackenzie. I do still exist! We both fell out of the time stream apparently, uh, but we swapped spaces with Daniel, who then disappeared into the time stream. Um, we're still Are you sending. Sure you can't get vaporized by Thanos. That is a very realistic possibility, unfortunately. What? But that's neither here nor there. We got like what three weeks before we find out from this recording. We're we're very close to finding out. I know uh, tickets just went on sale. Uh, I have my ticket, um, and it's on a Saturday, so I actually have to avoid the internet for uh, for two days. So that'll Boy, be fun. I avoided the internet for a month last year, not getting spoiled. It's not that hard. Okay, so when are your tickets for uh, for Endgame? At the moment, don't have any. I have to talk with people. But uh, last year, it took us a month to see Avengers because uh, we had family issues. And literally, I spent the entire month avoiding Tumblr and avoiding spoilers and everything. Even though you kind of knew what was going to happen, but not enough that you didn't want to, you know what I mean, like avoid spoilers. Which is why I, it took me about a week to see the movie we're talking about. Oh, yes. And a lot of the people I follow on Instagram, other cosplayers, have been making Captain Marvel outfits. And I did not get the Fonz lunchbox thing until I saw the movie. I love all this. So I'm like, it, it wasn't necessarily a spoiler, but it was like a... I didn't get it sort of thing, if that makes sense. So I, it's, it's tough in this day and age to avoid, you know, being, I wouldn't necessarily say spoiled, but to avoid even like the Easter eggs that are announced in movies and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's one nice thing that we're talking about uh, Captain Marvel today is that it's, it's been a while. It's been, it's been about a month since it's come out. So I feel like if you haven't seen it at this point, um, it's your we own won't fault. preface a spoiler alert, in other words. <laughs> yeah, it is, but I mean, we don't need to say it anymore. Like, But yeah, you're right. We are living in the day and age with uh, so many spoilers everywhere, and it's so hard to avoid them. So that's kind of why well, we held off on this review. I am being spoiled a lot on the CW Hero shows right now because I am so behind, and I keep seeing, like, I know Arrow's going into the final season last year, and then I saw that somebody is leaving, so I'm trying so hard to avoid it, which is why, you know, I'm going to say I'm kind of over TV. I like my movies better. Yeah, you know, it is frustrating because, like, doesn't the CW only show you the most recent four, or is it five now? Uh, I don't know. I used to have Hulu, so I could catch up because they had the whole season, but now they have that deal with Netflix, and now everybody's kind of going into their own thing. Yeah. And I heard, actually, that Captain Marvel 
is going to be one of the first movies on um, the Disney service when that launches later. Oh, so Captain Marvel probably will never see Netflix or Hulu. If yeah, it's going straight uh, to the Disney service. Or Stars, or HBO or anything like that. Are they really going to keep it off of HBO and Stars? I, you know, I think we're just going to have to wait and see how that shakes out. But last I heard, yeah. Again, going back to this day and age, but oh man. Can I just tell you one of my favorite parts of Captain Marvel before we get into the actual review? <laughs> yes, yes. One of the highlights of Captain Marvel. Let's hit it. The Flurkin. The Flurkin. I loved Goose. Goose was epic. Goose, you know, I, the thing I love most about Marvel movies is they always have some sort of, I don't want to say a bright spot, but it's kind of like, and, and I don't really want to say a comic relief because it's not that, but it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a distraction because he ultimately proved to be part of the storyline, but I just, the way they made Goose and Nick Fury have a bromance, and that was the cause behind how he lost his eye, was <laughs> like one of the best Easter eggs of the entire Marvel Universe, in my opinion. I just remind you, it, it pulls me right back to the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Some people are mad about that, but I think it is the perfect, the perfect way for him to have lost his eye. Well, and when you think about it, he technically did... He wasn't saying he wasn't saying he didn't trust Goose anymore. He just he didn't trust. He didn't realize that that was what was going to happen to his eye after Goose scratched him. And I have been scratched by a cat. They don't like it when you get in their face. So shame on Nick. He brought that on himself. That's true. It's true. Um, I don't know how Flurkins react, but he was very cat-like uh, in this in this movie. No, I think. Uh, I agree. Goose is one of the highlights uh, of this movie for me. Even from the trailer, as soon as we saw Goose show up, I was hoping, really hoping that they kept that from the car or from the comics that he was going to be a, a flirk. And, and so that, I was super stoked, super stoked about that. Um, well, and I was trying to remember when I was first introduced to Captain Marvel as I was sitting or as I was leading up to going and seeing the movie. And I actually remembered when I saw a meme on Facebook of somebody with Anna Paquin as Rogue and it said something about her uh, sucking Captain Marvel's powers. I'm like, holy crap, that's where I got introduced to Captain Marvel originally was the X-Men animated series from the 90s yep. when Rogue stole her powers. And as sad as it is, it took me like a week and a half to figure that out. No, 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 I was the exact same way. Like, I remember being introduced to her with the X-Men cartoon series uh, from the 90s. And I always thought, because we never get a really good impression of Captain Marvel from the X-Men series. She's literally li living inside Rogue's head, right? Because Rogue can still she hear is, her, and right? She's very, um, she's a very... Aggressive. Almost aggressive, um, kind of almost like a devilish character from what I remember, because she was trying to... Um, drive Rogue insane so that eventually Rogue would give her her powers back. And then um, I originally saw, I saw the, I don't know, I saw the actual origin of Captain Marvel in the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes series that they had on Disney XD in like, what, about 10 years now? Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't about 10 years. But that one kind of, that's where I got to learn more about her background and how exactly she came into being. Like, I had no idea Carol Danvers was, that's how it happened. Well, and even that Carol Danvers was pretty different than the, the, the Carol Danvers that we see in the new Captain Marvel film. 
I actually think from, because I like that she, they did kind of, I know we were talking about this off camera that you wanted more of a Wonder Woman aspect. I kind of saw a little bit of a Wonder Woman in her, but instead of being isolated, surrounded by women, like Wonder Woman was, she was isolated and kept from the truth, which was super interesting to me. I was really hoping Jude Law would not be the bad guy, though. I was hoping for that, too. That... I was but, really, yeah. you know, the crazy thing is, is that if you think about it, he's not, he's kind of brainwashed because we've, we've seen the Kree in other Marvel movies. Like we saw them in Guardians of the Galaxy. They've been alluded to that they aren't all good. Mm-hmm. So, and that there's some aspect of brainwashing to their culture. So in all honesty, I kind of don't see the Kree as good or bad. I just see them as drones, basically. See, and also with uh, we see them in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. come into play a bunch. So, I mean, they definitely... Oh, yeah, they do! Yeah, Because uh, Sif comes down to go after a Kree. I forgot about that. Yeah, and, I haven't seen that show in a while either. And they, no, it's it's fine. This is the last season. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how they recover from the snap. Um I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't seen the last season. Oh, of Avengers. No, of uh, of the Endgame snap. Oh, okay. okay. I see what you're saying. It'll be interesting to see how they recover after uh, after this next Avengers comes out. Well, let's let's dive into the Captain Marvel. We're already talking about the the highlights, kind of of Captain Marvel. Um, So overall, it sounds like you were really impressed by by Captain Marvel. Like it was. I yeah, I like how I kind of feel like even though it and Wonder Woman kind of went into production around the same time, I feel like both we've had strong female Marvel characters in the past, but we've never had one where it focused solely on that character. Like Black Widow, she's a main character, but she's also kind of a background, which is dumb. Don't get me started on that. Mm-hmm. But this, but I think they picked the right time and the right character to focus a female lead on. And I really like that it took place in the 90s. I thought that was fun, even mm-hmm. though I didn't get a lot of the references because it was, I mean, I grew up in the 90s, but my, I don't remember a lot, you know, right. just because uh, I was, you were young. but, yeah. you know, and the, the blockbuster was fun. Like there was a, like it was, I wouldn't say it was an overall fun movie, but it was a very good nostalgic movie. And I think we kind of needed that in the Marvel universe before um, Endgame came out. Like we needed to see um, hope again before, after the desiccation of the last of Avengers, because that was just so insane with everybody dying. And I really liked that she hasn't been on earth since her movie, basically. So they could kind of do like how they with Thor in the first Thor in the first Avengers movie where he was kind of like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could kind of revisit that with her a little bit um, because she's been off Earth for so long she doesn't know. But the thing I did not like is oh hold on let's let's I, not hit the not likes just yet let's let's just talk about the likes because I want to kind of follow up on that too. Is that okay? Yeah, fine okay. by me. Because you're, because I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for what I don't like. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little nervous going into this review because I've got a couple things that I really liked, and I've got some things that I really, really did not like. Overall, like I'm, I'm right with you. I think that now is an excellent time. I feel that 
uh, people as an as audiences are not only ready uh, for a female-led superhero movie, but that they are craving it. And I feel that Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, uh, was a good choice for that, especially given where we are in the Infinity War. Um, I feel like it was the perfect time. I feel like it was it was a good character. It was uh, a good story, good script, and I feel like now was the time. Um, echoing back what you you mentioned that I mentioned before the show, uh, I was going into this hoping that it was I was expecting another Wonder Woman esque movie, where it was going to be empowering, where it was going to be a fun movie, um, and I feel like for the most part I got that. Uh, I feel like it was it was definitely different. It was not the same kind of story Wonder Woman was. Um, it was more like this buddy-buddy cop film. She and Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, Nick Fury, they had excellent chemistry. They, they were very well balanced. Uh, and I enjoyed watching them go on this adventure. And so I, I really did enjoy that. It was different. I'm just realizing this now, but yeah. the, the desire that I felt going in to see Ant-Man after the Avengers movie, because Are I went you in to see Ant Man on the Wasp. Yeah, I went in seeing. Oh, okay. I went in wanting to feel happy about the Marvel universe again, right? Because we just had this mm-hmm. major, like, traumatic event at the end of the of the last Avengers movie, and I wanted something lighthearted, and it was too lighthearted. It just didn't hit the right buttons. This movie hit all the buttons that I wish that Ant Man would have hit for me. Really? I actually really loved Ant-Man. Oh, no, I loved Ant-Man, but it just, it almost seemed too cartoony. I wanted it to have a little bit more serious while still having fun. And I felt like Captain Marvel was able to be serious while still having fun in this base reality uh, that they are playing in. Hmm, interesting. See, and I just went into Captain Marvel... As much as I've like grown, or I haven't read any of her comics, but I grew, I went into Captain Marvel not really knowing enough about her background, like I do about the other characters. So I really liked that it was as much of a story of self discovery as it was um, an origin story, because she, rather than. Because I don't think I've ever, I mean, and Daniel would have to be the one to correct me, but I don't remember them ever have her having, like, amnesia. Like, the only one I remember is when Rogue stole her powers and she just basically didn't exist anymore. Yeah. So, I really liked that they dehumanized her and then bringing her back to Earth made her get her humanity and help her rediscover that. And in doing so, um, as much as I don't like the scrolls and a lot of other things, <laughs> it was nice to see, like, humans and just team up to save another species that they didn't even know existed. That's true. So what didn't you like about Captain Marvel? Because even just some the of music. the... The music? I hated the music. Mm. I know, I'm going to get so much hate for that. No, 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 no. It felt like they were interjecting it. The songs, yes, so it, many of the songs just felt out of place. I know that they were set in that time period. Yeah. And that no, even I movies. recognized a lot of the songs because that's what my mom listened to. So I grew up with a lot of that music. But I just, I felt like it, it distracted from the story instead of 
helping the story, if that makes sense. No, 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 absolutely. But the thing is, artistically speaking, movies that came out in the 90s would do that a lot. They would throw in, like, the summer blockbuster, uh, the top 20 billboard hits. Like, that's what they would do. And they would just kind of mesh that in. And I remember when uh, Batman Begins came out, um, everybody was thinking that the uh, uh, I Walk This Lonely Road, I Walk Alone, I, I don't remember what song that is, but that that song was going to be like the theme. Every movie had a theme, and so it felt like they were trying to reach back, trying to capture that. But as a movie-making society, we moved past that. And so going back to that was jarring and was very uncomfortable for me. I mean, it was a little nostalgic uh, for the first song that was played, but they kept doing that and it just it got distracting and it pulled me out of it it really did well and the funny thing is is that they kind of did it with captain america when they gave him his theme song and that was and that just fit the movie perfectly it didn't take you out it kind of made you uncomfortable with him when tony stark shows up with the acdc music yes it's perfect it matches with him but here for some reason it just didn't mesh with I me. think it was yeah I think it was a combination of the song choices and the times when the movies or the times when the songs were played like during the big um self-discovery moment with the AI person mm-hmm. I'm like what is going on right now I was as terrible as it is I was more focused on the song at that moment than I was on what was going on in the movie like in the story and that's not what it's supposed to do. Right. So for you, it was the music. So for me, the the hardest part for me, huh. and oh, I should have looked this up before we started the show, it's a, it's a certain type of uh, a writing element um, where you empower a character, but then you make them too powerful so that they don't have any real uh, character arc. And I feel like with Captain Marvel, like, yes, she was trying to figure out who she was, but I feel like, as far as a character arc, other than figuring out I am human, I didn't really feel that she had any weaknesses for her to overcome. She had to remember herself and remove a chip that, that they implanted in her neck. And I wanted... Uh, reaching back to Wonder Yeah, Woman. but she also had to overcome brainwashing. Because you saw her when she was with Fury. She was basically justifying everything she was doing when it wasn't like a great thing. So she was also she also had to come over that, which granted is not a weakness, but if you look at it from that way, she also had to overcome her programming because she's for six years she lived as a Cree and she was manipulated into doing their business. So, yeah. I mean, does she? I think that maybe they focus too much on the powers and less on her. Like, they maybe may have made her too powerful, but at the same time, that's kind of what Captain Marvel is. It is. From what I remember. And they kind of, but the other thing is that talking about Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's the same way, but um, how do you think that one worked with with, uh, making a character powerful, but still gave her weakness? Do you think she just didn't have enough emotion? So with with Wonder Woman number one, Number one, she had to uh, realize who she was, right? So she could overcome, was it Hades? I I'm, I should have looked all this up. Ares. To overcome him. But at the same time, she had to overcome how she was raised because she believed that it was the whole uh, God of War, that this was what she was meant to do. And she had to realize, hey, the world has changed. And But we as an audience, we got to go along 
that journey with her. We got to experience this. And then all of a sudden, when it really was Hades, we're like, or Aries, we're just like, oh, yeah, wow, that's awesome. Like, it was surprising to us as well. It was, it, it was literally, we were on the journey with her and we could be in her shoes. With Captain Marvel, we were kind of, we were, they revealed to us all of her memories within the first, like, what, 20 minutes, 10 minutes of the film? Like, I felt like, yes, we had discovered this. But now we're watching her discover this, and I kind of wanted to go along that same journey. I wanted to go along that hero's journey as she came into her own, as she discovered not only her powers, but who she really was. Um, I want, And I wanted to see her overcome weakness. I wanted to see her be that fish out of water, aside from, I'm an alien. Like, she just seemed very powerful. Very robotic? Sh- robotic. She seemed very uh, straight-laced, even when she was brainwashed. And then... When she finds her friends, still straight-laced. Uh, when she fights uh, the final bad guys, still straight-laced. Like, I felt like that character arc could have been a bit more... She could have had more fun with that. It was a fish-out-of-water wa- story, and yet she never really felt like she was out of water. She felt like she was in but water the, wherever she was. But the other thing you're thinking, or the other thing you're describing is the first Thor movie. That's also true. So you can't, and as much as we love, I mean, personally, I love the first Thor movie. I still say Kenneth Branagh obliviated the original director's name from the credits, (laughs) but I love the first Thor movie because that movie, it came out of left field. Nobody was expecting how brilliant it was, but that was a fish out of water story. And we had to go on that here. We had this character who was very arrogant, um, an egotist Mm -hmm. who thought he was a gift to man he had to learn humility in order to become the hero that we all knew he could be and in all honesty i don't think that could have worked with captain marvel because i think a lot of people would have been comparing her to thor and i think that's one of the reasons why they did make it so different and we didn't necessarily go on the hero's journey with her because it to me i feel like that would be too much of a rehashing of thor at the same but time, that's my opinion. well, going along with that, I mean, it sounds like hero fatigue is really setting in. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it is because I've read, a, I've seen a lot of articles, especially related to the DC universe, how there is a lot of fatigue in it. And like with the TV series, I told you, I'm kind of tired of TV and the CW right now because I feel like I'm just, it's the same thing year after year. Yeah. So it's, it's, maybe it's, it's just much. a combination of hero fatigue and that there's nothing new anymore. And something that's... has always been something has been done or something similar has been done far too recently and is in everybody's memory. Which makes me wonder with this new phase cuz the the directors are leading up to this new Mar- this new Avengers movie uh being the capstone. This is the end yeah. of the Infinity War uh saga. And so I wonder if everything post-Saga is going to refer back and going to try to break the mold of superhero movies. Like, we've been... I hate to say it, but Well, basically... Marvel broke the mold originally with Iron Man, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do it again. Exactly. Like, I don't think that we can stick to the classic uh, tropes because we're all getting just kind of tired, kind of worn out from them. Well, and I think that's why they're having such a hard time with the DC universe at the moment is they have this wonderful characterization of Wonder Woman, but they can't quite seem to get Superman and Batman (laughs) to fit in with her. 
they got Aquaman, they got Wonder Woman to fit into uh, the cinematic universe beautifully, and now they're they're stumbling on the two core characters that the cartoon series, the comic books, have always been able to pick up and run with. And so it's, that is kind of, is that ironic? Is that the right use of that word? Like I don't know, something tells me we're still going to get hate from literature people. It, it's but. true, it's true. No, um, well let's do, overall, any other... M- mentions because i think we're uh we're at the 25 minute mark but uh anything else that you need to put out there for captain marvel actually you know what i really did enjoy i enjoyed that middle credit scene and i love that they introduced her in her movie instead of taking however amount of time in avengers to um introduce her so i actually really enjoyed that i know that a lot of people aren't i know and they might still throw that into endgame but i feel like that for me i enjoyed that they still that they introduced her in her own movie and they showed like the pager again and we got the backstory on how the pager came into being so it was all fresh in our mind absolutely agree i hated how they introduced black panther i feel like he should have started with his own movie just like they did here so 100 percent in agreements with you um for me, I just want to throw out, I love what they did with the Skrulls because the Skrulls have always been such a classic villain that I love yeah, that they that turned too. that on head. Uh, it was great to see the Skrulls because the last time I saw the Skrulls is when they were, is again, that animated series I was talking about earlier where they uh, body snatched. Exactly. and they didn't craft anybody. Yeah, and those are... Uh, if Daniel were here, he'd say, actually, that's a big story arc in the comics, and that goes on for several... And, you know, I mean, he'd talk about that. Um, and it does. It's it's a big story character arc, so I don't... I don't think we're going to see that in this universe now. I mean, granted, this is an entire race of of people, so they could still have a faction of scrolls that are evil that are trying to take over. So we could still see that storyline, I'm sure. But I liked that they introduced these very human characters that are misunderstood. And it was uh, a turnabout that I did not see coming. I knew I knew the Kree were yeah, goose. questionable. Pick your mind up! <laughs> Pick a team, Goose. Pick a team. Yep. Uh, yeah, and Goose definitely was uh, was the highlight of the movie for me. I love that cat. I love the, the, the relationship between Nick and Carol. Um... And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing her in the new Avengers. It'll be interesting to see how they balance all, all this out and conclude in a three-hour movie. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to drink anything during that movie if I don't want to miss anything. I know. I know they're tw- teasing the idea. They're toying with the idea of doing an intermission. They didn't do that, right? Like, we have no intermission. It's just... I haven't heard of anything. But the other thing is, is that I honestly wonder how they're going to have us say goodbye to all these characters that we've spent the last 11 years, some of them, getting to know and love. I think the only three we have a chance of really losing are the core three, though. I mean, we're, we're getting a Black Widow movie, so if we're going to say goodbye to her, it would be in her film or after her film. Um, like, I can see... I don't, I don't want to say goodbye to Cap. No, neither do I. Chris He's Evans. my favorite. Although I did find out something interesting. I guess Endgame wasn't originally part of Chris Evans's um, contract. Really? Yeah. It his technically his contract ended with Infinity War, but he felt that it would 
be the best way to, for us all to say goodbye to the character. So he came back for Endgame. Well, I'm glad that he did. I'm glad all of them did. Um, and yeah, it will be hard if he does decide to, to move away from the character. I know I know you and Daniel posted the links, but others have said that they've, they're leaving before, and then they don't. So I'm not, well, I'm not holding my breath, and I'm, I'm holding my breath that they'll still come back. Mickey owns X-Men now, so we may get a Captain America Wolverine World War II team up. And I remember reading somewhere that both Hugh Jackman and Chris Evans would be game for that. So I'm hoping. That's true. I don't think it would happen, but I'm still hoping. But that's also assuming that they don't recast Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Which, again, see, he's one of those characters who's repeatedly said, "I'm, I'm done with the role. This has been an honor. I'm done. And then he comes back. Like, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's it's like an obsession, you know? It's something that you've created, and then all of a sudden you get a chance to play in this playground again. Of course you're going to take another chance, you know? Well, and not only that, if they did do what I'm talking about, it's an aspect of Wolverine that they've never been able to, like, really pursue before. So maybe that would be what would entice him to come back. But at the same time, who knows? They may, after Dark Phoenix, they may just junk the X-Men, throw it in with the phase whatever we're on with Marvel, and just kind of wipe the slate clean. It's possible. And we've also seen a PG-13 Deadpool, so we could also see Deadpool jumping in on the action with those three. And I could, again, I would love to if see If that's the that. case, though, they might have to recast Ryan Reynolds, because I don't know if Ryan Reynolds would be okay with that. Really? Um, I don't know. Because he, 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 he all respects the stuff. Deadpool too much as a character and what he represents. So, I don't know. I think the jury's out on any one of those. Well, because he came back for all the scenes with Deadpool for uh, Once Upon a Deadpool. I haven't seen that. Neither have I. But it is PG-13. Oh. And he, he filmed all these scenes with Fred Savage. Huh. Well, then who knows? Maybe it all just comes down mm-hmm. to... Yeah. what they see and whether they think it respects the character that they have created. Exactly. The mouse has a lot of power now. So a lot of say. Um, may I also point out that anytime somebody disses the mouse for taking over all this stuff, uh, without the mouse, we wouldn't have new star Wars and who knows the Marvel universe might've fallen apart. We might have a new star Wars. George was working on a new script. Whatever. <laughs> Yes, uh, the original plan was that we would not have any more Star Wars. Um, and we'll never know now. Uh, but at well, the same time, Because that man ruined... The... I still am not... I mean, I love the prequels. I grew up with the prequels. I love them for entertainment value, and that is it. Hey, you know, I love seeing a good lightsaber battle, and I love Obi-Wan. I'm not going to lie. So We need an Obi-Wan movie. We do, and I, I hope that we get one. We need an Obi-Wan movie, and they need to age Ewan McGregor up until Alec Guinness so I can finally see that happening. All right, well, we're out of time. Uh, Let's give final reviews of Captain Marvel. B+. Really? Yeah. Wow. Do you want to back that up or just stick with B+. Speaks for itself. Um, B+, because the the music really soured a lot of it um there were some things i would have wished i wish they had done different mm-hmm. i wish they had would have spent some more time maybe on hella in the so we could get more of the cree background 
um, and maybe less little buddy buddy cup. But no, I think it's a B plus. It's like 0.02 percentage points away from being an A minus. So I actually thought I was going to be alone in my rating. Apparently, uh, I'm right there with you. I'm actually sitting at a B plus. For me, it was the characterization. Um, so I did enjoy this more than Ant-Man. I enjoyed this more uh, than Black Panther. I had a fun time. I haven't time. even seen Black Panther yet. It, it's a good one. It is a good one. Go see it. Um, but again, it did have its flaws, and that's that Carol just didn't have enough flaws for me to for to overcome for me. I wanted to see that hero's journey. I wanted to see her... I don't want to say weak. I wanted to see her overcome her weaknesses. Like, Tony Stark... You wanted to see another Thor repeat. I, like... Look at look at Tony Stark. He over he has so many weaknesses as a character, and I feel like the 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 I feel that they were afraid to give her too many weaknesses because they wanted her to be able to stand on her own. But the point is, is that with Brie Larson, uh, with the cast that they had, with the story, she could have stood on her own and still had some weaknesses to be able to overcome. And I feel like it was an unnecessary fear. I understand why they increased her power for that reason, but at the same time. As a as as a person coming along for this journey, I wanted to see a little bit more of the hero's journey. Even though we've seen it with Thor, we've seen it with Captain America, we've seen it with Iron Man, we've seen it with all these heroes. All of them have weaknesses that they have to overcome, both physically and mentally, and I wanted to see that more with Captain Marvel. We did see it a little bit, but it wasn't enough to give it an A. I will still stick by that B+, though. I enjoyed it. Um, it was definitely a great movie to see, especially right before... Uh, the next potentially very emotional uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh, I'm going to cry like a baby. I already know. So, yeah. I am I hope I don't. But if I do... Advantages of being a girl, nobody questions you if you cry in a movie. Yeah, some dude crying in the back of a hero movie. Everybody's <laughs> questioning that. There's no <laughs> way out of it. All right, well, hey, uh, so what were your thoughts, everyone? Uh, do you agree with our assessment of Captain Marvel... Uh, are you marveling that we did such a horrible job of missing? Uh, do you think that it's a marvel that this has actually uh, made as much money as it has? What are your thoughts? Let us know if we're full of crap or uh, if uh, if we're right on the money. So, thanks again for For the joining. record, that was a really bad pun. Yes, it was, but I couldn't resist. because I know you couldn't resist. It's part of your charm, but that was still a really bad pun. And part of my charm is calling you out on your really bad puns. I wanted them to say Marvel. They said Marvel. They never said Marvel in the entire movie. Ah, er, ah. Did they? No, they did not. Or did Nick Fury say it once? I I think Nick Fury might have said, no, it was at the very end when he's like, Marvel sounds better. It does. It really does. All right, well, with that, uh, I guess we'll wrap and we'll see you guys next week. So with that, we're out of here. Bye. Dungeon Crawlers.